0: Yo, yeah, yo, yo, yo. Yeah,
1: here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. French special.
0: Mate, I'm playing air, air bass, <laughs> air double bass. Oh, 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 oh. oh, look at all the lonely people. Da, da, da,
1: da, 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 da.
0: Yes. Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby picked
1: up the rice in the church with a red speed. It's in a dream. That's enough for me, Gav.
0: I was That's just about, me. I was literally just about <laughs> to mute you. <laughs> mate, happy Tuesday nights, nine o'clock. That means it's time for the show offs podcast. How are We're you? We're here,
1: mate. I am rocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> but do you know the well known classic written by G Oats, Goats at Potatoes? <sighs> Oh, man, Do you remember potatoes, potatoes from the Colour oh, Ham Days?
1: Potato, I'd forgotten potatoes. I don't think it ever. I've not thought about potatoes in years. Isn't that amazing yeah. how your brain stores things and it brings it back and everything comes back
0: with it? Yeah, potatoes. that was that was a particular <laughs> moment in our Colour Ham Days where we kind of didn't have a care in the world and we wow. were just literally trying everything and anything. Anyway, Kev, we're not just on Facebook tonight. We're on YouTube.
1: We are absolutely on YouTube. Yeah, I never thought we'd ever get that far, but we did. We're on YouTube. Let's have a quick look. Yeah, yeah, we're we're streaming on YouTube. It seems to be working. Uh, <laughs> but I just checked. We've never done it before, even though I've had it set up for a few weeks, and uh, we're going live. So we're on Facebook Live. We're on YouTube. We're we're catching up, aren't we? With with the yeah, other popular you, podcasts. Yeah. yeah,
0: we've we've got DJ Wood in, Lewis Campbell in, as always. Uh, big hello to you guys. Ah, um, oh, yeah. We've not really pushed tonight's show an awful lot, so it's actually really mm. nice to see some people in. Um, we uh, it's funny when you do when you do the podcast, and because we've had a few weeks off intermittently here and there with lots of other things going on, mm. you know, we've been trying to get it going. So, but what's really exciting, and I think we should just tell everyone right from the off, we've got some incredible guests next week.
1: Oh yeah, we've got guests.
0: We have actual. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
0: we've got guests.
1: They said it would never happen again. It was all just about us. But no, we've gone and done it again, haven't we, Gav? What have
0: we done? We have, have, uh, oh, there's Stephen Dickman. And I know for a fact he's in the States. So he's he's listening from miles away, Kev. Uh, We have actual guests next week. uh, And there might even be three guests all on at the same time. And I think what we'll say at the moment and not give it all away, is that they are yep. actual Edinburgh fringe legends. Um yep. they're what and I think it's fair to say that they are well, certainly for myself, they are heroes of mine, actual heroes that inspired me to get back into comedy. And certainly for the role that I played in the colour ham, it yep. was all it was them. It was them. So uh we will tell you a little bit more towards the end of the show uh and yep. uh make that wee announcement then. So listen, Kev, we've yep. got DJ uh, Lewis, Stephen, we've got Graham Todd, who uh, has saved up his money. <laughs> saved up his money for mm-hmm. eBay so that he can purchase the crisp. He's wondering where it is. Graham, it sold. It sold for seventy-four pounds uh, a long time oh. ago. So you you missed it. Sorry, um, Graham. We've got Svetta, uh, your your wife, who uses your real name because uh, your real name <laughs> is Svetlana, uh, for asking if you've got any tunes tonight, Kev. Yeah,
1: got a few Also, if uh, Graham, if you're interested, I've got half a glass of water here going for £37.50 if you uh, want to get involved.
0: That's an offer. That's an offer that absolutely nobody could ever refuse, Graham. So uh, I would get on that straight away. Uh, and we've got Robert in as well. Yes. Nailed the, bed-time yeah. Yeah, Nailed the uh, kids'
1: bedtime routine.
0: Yeah. Nailed the kids' bedtime routine. You know, I think so that that means that means that this is the first time Robert's watching live. So welcome Robert. Welcome to Robert. Uh, And Graham's accepted your offer of uh, a glass of water there. So half a
1: glass, half a glass of water. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for AMD, we've got some new people listening tonight, Kev, uh, and we've got a lot of people downloading uh, on all the usual platforms like Apple and Spotify and so on throughout the week. Uh, a lot of new downloads in the last couple of weeks. So a massive, massive thank you to everybody who's downloading from all around the world. We still have our one regular listener in Portugal, which I just love. I still <laughs> We have no idea who this speak individual yourself Portugal Lord, is. Speak yourself I, Yeah, I mean, for all we know, it's somebody that we know who just happens to live there now. Oh, but I just love, hilarious. I love the thought of some Portuguese uh, dude who who's just accidentally stumbled across Show Off's podcast somehow. And uh, yeah, I, for some reason, he's listening on the wireless, even though this isn't on the wireless. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's in an old school town in Portugal, and uh, he eats uh, Spanish omelette every day whilst listening to us. That's that's how it's happening in my mind, Kev. What do you reckon? And,
1: uh, slightly different in mine, to be honest, Gav. Uh, I see him. I see him as quite a cool dude who's who's just telling his friends in Portuguese. Oh my god! I just found this amazing new podcast. You need to listen. And he's telling his. Portuguese friends and family they need to get involved and they're going oh we'll do it next week and then it's like it's not on next week you need to do it they do it sporadically it's sporadic that's how I see it and obviously that's not Portuguese accent there I'm just doing that just
0: as a yeah. difference
1: from from my normal yeah. accent
0: and they and they say why is it not on every week and everybody goes Kev it's because of Kev <laughs> that's what they say everyone's talking about it yeah Let's have a look. So we have got
1: um I'm having a look at the map just now. New Zealand. Obviously, they're uh a bit bored since they've gone back into lockdown again. Two few downloads from New Zealand, some a wee bit more in Australia, and then yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. United States are our biggest outside market. Nice.
0: Let me, guess, quite... let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Because bear in mind we were on track for a million downloads. So I reckon from the States we must have oh, Thousands, Kev. Thousands yeah, we're and we're, of people.
1: we're nearing that gap. We are nearing that mark.
0: <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Let me guess. Let me guess. How many? Thousands. <laughs> uh, it's, but, but, uh, I'm going to throw the figure. I'm just going to throw the figure of six out there.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's like it's it's infinitely not infinitely. But I mean, but it's I mean just
0: I mean, just I mean just six. Yeah, it's just, like
1: just, it's. Six plus another number that's not far away from six times two would give you the <laughs> the right number. Yeah. So anyway, what we're saying is America is a big market for us. And so, hey, hey, guys, to all the Americans out there. Just, yo, uh, man. Yo.
0: Uh, yeah. If you are tuning in for the first time, Show Off's podcast was born out of lockdown, but Kev and I, uh, we've been performing together for years and years and years doing all sorts of crazy projects and things Mm -hmm. and we just thought we want to be able to put something out there to the world that is just an opportunity to switch off for an hour to the nonsense that is planet earth right now because there's a lot of stupid stuff going on so we don't talk about politics we don't really acknowledge covid too much um, and uh, it's an hour for everyone to switch off. But the reason it's called Show Offs, Kev, go, on, go and tell us what that's all about. Because
1: it's about us, Kev, because it's about us, <laughs> about the things that we've done. And I was just thinking there, you know how you said there, we've done a lot of interesting projects. In my head, I started going back and thinking, you know what, we performed for years and we're one of the biggest names at the biggest arts festival in the world. We broke a Guinness World Record together. We, we did an arena, we did a show in an arena together. We've done a lot of fucking cool stuff, dude, man.
0: Yeah, we have. Well,
1: it's because we're sure of it. And now we've got this this potentially BAFTA winning podcast uh, seen by potentially millions around the world.
0: Well, genuinely, there was an article in one of the big sort of. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff in the entertainment news at the moment uh, about um, the future of the arts industry. But a very respectable, well known journalist uh, actually. Wrote about the Show Offs podcast this week and actually talked about how recordings of it may may be used uh, as the backing music for the next Star Wars movie.
1: Shut up! Really? Okay. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's quite amazing. And that it so, might win an Oscar.
1: An Oscar? What about mm-hmm. a BAFTA? Do you, Can you get BAFTAs for movies?
0: Well, we're potentially BAFTA winning. That were yeah. po- and possibly Oscar winning.
1: I do love this word, potentially. You can stick it in front of everything to make you sound
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tonight's show's potentially going to be brilliant. Mate, it's a potentially
1: record-breaking
0: podcast. Can I, can I tell playing. you what happened to me about two hours ago? Right, I was having a snack, right, and I was eating a Belvita biscuit. Have you ever had a Belvita biscuit? Honey um, Nut. I don't I don't really like them, if I'm being Funny
1: honest. Honey Nut, Svetlana fucking loves them.
0: Ah, uh, okay, right, Svetlana, it's all about the, the Honey Nut Belvita for you. But They're one uh, pound at
1: Morrison's at the moment, so we stocked up. we got about six or seven packets.
0: Ah, uh, right. Okay. So I was eating a, a blueberry one. I don't know if you've ever had the blueberry ones. Uh, and I pulled it out of the packet, mate. And I don't know if you can see. I... <laughs> do you, mate, do you see that? <laughs> mate, seriously, it's, it's blueberry, right? Yes. You can see the way the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can... Yes. Sorry You're not. See.
1: There's, like, te- there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a clear shape here. There's, uh-huh. something, there's a shape of, yeah. there's, there's a, an image, it looks like is it two eyes and a mouth? and yes. and, and flowing hair? Uh-huh. And I can feel an aura of, of kindness and, and parables.
0: <laughs> you can feel kindness and parables yeah, from a kind. black uh, uh, a black currant, not black currant, a blueberry face in yeah. my Belvita biscuit. Okay. It's like Parables, I don't yeah. I don't see that at all. I see, I see Skeletor from He-Man.
1: Oh yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean he oozes
0: not just kindness, Kev, but parables. Mm. <laughs> it's fair saying, oh my god, is it Jesus again? No, it's no. not. It's Skeletor, no, our, who yeah, happened again, to be. Atlanta. He happened to be, though. Here's an interesting fact mm. for everyone. Skeletor from He Man um was actually uh Jesus' mate. Was he really? Were they around Aye. at the same time? Aye, they play, they, uh, they used to go down the bric-a-brac together. That's All what right. they did, yeah.
1: Sorry, uh, what I'm doing right now is trying to bring up an image of, uh, of Skeletor. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people out there don't know who Skeletor is, Gab. Do you
0: Everybody this? knows who Skeletor is. I right, keep on keep the clicking. comments right now. Yeah. Oh, Adam's joining us. <laughs> <Scale Vita. laughs> <laughs> That's a magician's joke right there, Adam. <laughs> Just as well, you're a magician. So yeah, magician. um yeah, we that. Kev, I, I was wondering, like that I mean that is Kev, that's genuinely, genuinely uh black current. I, why am I saying that? It's not it's blueberry. Um and it looks like Skeletor. Are you sharing your screen there, Kev? Right? So yeah, here we are. For everybody that's listening on the download, Kev's currently got a picture of Skeletor on. And if you notice very, very carefully, uh Right there, his his hood and his, his gear is actually made of blueberries. Yeah, you know what? That purple, you know, if you were to get a, one of those
1: functions on Photoshop that tell you what hex number the color is, and you took the hex number from the, the, uh, the cape and then the hex number from the eye. In fact, one of, our, one of our people out there could probably just do a quick screen grab and do that now for you. I think you'll find they're exactly the same number. They match yeah. up exactly the same. And yeah. uh, so that's that's pretty impressive, dude.
0: <laughs> and of course, our great pal Gail Kirkpatrick thinks that this image I have here of Skeletor, it looks like it's smoking a pipe. Yeah. And I think you find that's because it is. So well, I thought I thought that was quite a coincidence, Kev. Like genuinely, yeah. off the back of two weeks ago when I pulled yeah. when I pulled Jesus uh, out of a crisp packet to pull... Skeletor out of a Belvita packet in a, a blueberry biscuit is quite mm. is quite something. Mate, What'd I've got say? something
1: to show you as well. Oh I, yes, I got. Um, I went to the uh, went to the bank today to actually take out some cash from the cash machine, and when I took it out, oh, sure. look what I, look what I found on this banknote. Can you can you see can you see that,
0: mate? Is that Jesus? <laughs> doesn't that look like Jesus on my banknote it- it's so bizarre because banknotes don't have faces anymore <laughs> <laughs> <No>. that's absolutely <laughs> okay. tremendous so everybody
1: who's joined us today we want to welcome you to uh, essentially it's a bit of a fringe uh, episode this week isn't it gab because we we have uh, we performed the fringe together for five years in a row together and then a whole bunch of years uh doing our other own stuff with other groups or, or by ourselves or whatever and to be honest this should be this should be the final week this should be the final week of the fringe that i think or at least or did it, would it finish there it should have been the final weekend of the fringe just passed there and, and none of it's happened. Edinburgh has been a completely different city this August. I've wandered the streets, um, I've not been fired I've been able to catch a bus from, from my house into town, uh, and it's taken the normal amount of time that it would normally have taken. Um, I've not been inundated with five-star uh, reviews on my Twitter feed. Uh, I've, I've not been able to vandalise posters of people that, I, I mean, I've not seen posters of people around town that I don't like, you know, or people that I do like. I've not seen five-star. I've been missing the whole thing. I've been missing seeing shows. I've been missing doing my own shows. And, well, I'm a bit sad. So, for me, this Fringe episode, we're going to reflect on some of the successes, some of the moments, memories and moments that Gavin and I have had during the Fringe whether it's our own shows or shows that we've seen, uh, but mainly our own shows because the, sh- the thing's called show-offs, isn't it? We like to talk about <laughs> ourselves. And uh, that's that's how I that's how I see, like, most of this uh, this show happening today, Gav. Do you think that's yeah, to that right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do have a wee game, as hmm. always, Kev. We've got word or not a word. Oh, well, let's uh, leave that. Let's leave that away. Definitely do a favourite. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I do, I'd just like to quickly show this comment from Mark, if that's all right. Uh, Mark has actually been watching our episode from two weeks ago by mistake uh, and uh, has realised he was watching the wrong show. Mark, uh, I would love how your comment just starts, sakes. <laughs> Six, <laughs> comma. Uh, so, uh, Mark, glad uh, glad you've caught up now. So, yeah, Kev, you're absolutely right. Um the fringe, it is so bizarre being in Edinburgh without the fringe because it it's so consuming. It takes over everything. You 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 can't really drive anywhere. The buses are rammed. Restaurants are are spilling out onto the streets. There's queues everywhere. It's mega expensive. Um, I, I definitely miss it, Kev. There's something mm. kind of nice. About having that little bit of space, I almost feel like Edinburgh's got a wee. It, it's very damaging in terms of the economy for Edinburgh. I understand that uh, fully, but it's almost like, it's almost like the 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 city's got a wee chance to heal from the madness that is the Mate, fringe. Because
1: fucking January and February to heal from the madness, man.
0: No, Edinburgh doesn't get any time to heal because it's always too busy. It's always full of stuff. So I think uh, you know how much I love The Fringe, uh, and I do miss it. But at the same time, uh I think it's not not a terrible thing other than the economy side of it. I realise it's causing big problems for people. But mm. it's nice to have a little bit of space uh to move uh, in some ways. I'm just trying to see the positive in it, I guess. But, mate, our times at The Fringe were absolutely tremendous. We did some crazy stuff. Do you remember yeah. the first... Do you remember the first year we did uh, the French together? We were at the caves uh, in Cowgate. Oh, yeah, and for man. anyone that's not familiar with the caves, it's literally a cave. It's, it's, it's under the arches of the bridges. It's a venue that's basically carved out. Um, and do you remember the rain was so bad that the council at uh, the local authority made an announcement um, to every single venue within a certain postcode area that bang on 10 o'clock, it was lights out. Like every single bit of electricity was gonna be switched off by the council. Now you'll remember our show that year was nine o'clock to 10 o'clock and we have been running over every single night. Uh, not by much, not by much, but we have been running over every single night. And I'd like to point out to any professionals out there, we were <laughs> running over because the show before us was running over cocks. Um, and uh, so the water, you'll remember- Was that was the actually- Ginger
1: Geordie and the Geeks that was on before us did?
0: no 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 was no it? no. it was um i can't remember what they were called do you not remember there was a big crazy dance troupe futuristicy thing oh, the
1: um the that's don't name them don't name orgy. them you just called them cocks the least we can do is um tell them who we're talk- talking to is, <laughs> it, is space virgins from the planet mars it doesn't mars. matter it space doesn't Space matters. It, it doesn't was a matter. Fi- it
0: was the space fixings from the Have planet. I've shown Mars. you my Belvita biscuit with a face on it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, listen, so it was, it was getting close to 10 o'clock. We'd been running on, we were, we were having to speed the show up a wee bit because we knew that at 10 o'clock, bang on the dot, all the lights were going to go out and we had to be finished and get the audience out for health and safety reasons. And do you remember the venue had um, bought big spotlights? And they said, if the lights go out, we'll need to use the spotlights. Mm-hmm. And we were doing uh, a tremendous final sketch where uh, you and Colin and I would, would switch places. The masks were on. Nobody had spotted the switch. And all of a sudden we'd all change places. This incredible magic routine. Yeah. And as soon as the mask came off, do you remember the lights just went out? And it almost like it almost like added to the show, and then the spotlights went and came on in the back of the room, and it created this incredible atmosphere. And I remember saying to the venue, "Can can you do that for us every
1: night?" I know such a great moment. Absolutely
0: not. Oh, it was was beautiful.
1: Is we spent like we spent the last sort of quarter of the show building up to this moment. It was a storytelling piece, started with Gav and a lovely piece of lingerie, uh, sitting um, across his <laughs> legs. That was some sort of lingerie item he was wearing. Uh, I think he'd stolen it from his mum's cupboard, I can't remember now where it came from, but he was sitting on it on, on this on this thing, on this box, and this box solution this table. Actually, we we're just about to use for this, uh, this. This illusion. He was reading a story about. Um, actually, Gav, have you? Can you remember the words for that story? Um, can you I,
0: remember
1: the, I, the, the, I, the body I, parts line? Can you do the body I, parts line for Yeah,
0: hilarious. yeah. Uh, well, well, it needs a bit of context. It was, it was the story of a, a an ancient uh, legend who used to do. Um, essentially it was called the psychic psychic, surgery. psychic surgeon um psychic and this surgeon. guy that used to remove body parts with these with his mind and all sorts and uh and it used to talk i would tell the story and i i wasn't in lingerie, but i might as well have been i was in an old kimono that used to be my moms
1: it was he totally i had almost every detail right there
0: yeah yeah and uh i had the torch under my chin to make it extra spooky you know and mm-hmm. uh and there was a bit where he would describe the type of organs and he would uh, that that he that were worth money. And <laughs> he would say, kidneys, livers, hearts, tits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there was just a fraction of a second difference. Yeah, yeah, in the space. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was always there was uh, yeah. always the extra post tits. But yeah. Was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Yeah. Um. We called? Gareth. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we built up this (laughs) famous psychic surgeon from from like Belarus or something like that, and he was only known by one name. By one name, Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) It was great fun, mate. Great fun. Those uh, those were definitely the days. We we, we the thing is that was mate. That was year one. That was Mm. there was no pressure, no expectancy. barely any reviewers we got we did get some reviewers but there was no there was no pressure um there was no hype we just rocked up three great pals having a ball and we had a ball Mm -hmm. it was amazing and the caves were
1: the caves had just become one of the big five at that point. Remember, they were added on to the, right. bottom of the brochure,
0: and yeah. we were
1: we were super excited because we were we were part of that big family, Gilded Balloon Pleasants. Uh, Daryl Martin was the chap who was running the space, uh, like on a on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> I'm sure you agree.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it always came together. Always came together. Yeah. And we uh, we were just lucky enough to to approach him when he had his biggest space. The most prestigious room in that whole venue of the caves was available for what's eleven or twelve nights, something like that.
0: Well, and well we to be, yeah. <laughs> to begin <laughs> with, we could only do eleven nights. Do you remember? Yeah. And it just it it just so happened he had eleven mm. nights free at nine pm, which is like the right. best time slot you can get for, for, in for any us. venue. For what well, are we were uh, planning. And the re- the reason the reason he had them freeze because Henning, Henning Venn, who many people listening won't, I mean, Henning's one of the top comedians in the world now. Yeah. Henning was on after us and he couldn't, sorry, he was, no, he, sorry, he was in that time slot and he, he could only, there, there was a shift in his time had to happen so he couldn't do the nine o'clock slot for the first 11 nights. Um, and it just so happened when I spoke to Darrell on the phone, he said, do you know what? I'll take a punt, why not? And do you know what, Kev? Yeah. Do you know what? We filled it every single night.
1: We did. We filled it. We, we we took one of these, one of the most, I mean, just to give you an idea, the people who performed in that as a, was it the Flight of the Concords have done their gaff update? It's, it, it's, it, uh, it's
0: where Flight of the Concords made their name. It's where uh, Slaughterhouse Live, uh, oh, Slaughterhouse Live, Kev. Oh, oh, there's a clue. Um, they're,
1: they're, a, they're a pretty remarkable group, Gav, if you don't mind me saying. Are
0: they are imagine 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 yeah. we could maybe contact them soon uh, I agree if they were mate, i contacted. saw i i saw some some huge huge names uh on 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 that stage you know a lot of the you know because i worked at the caves you'll remember years and years and years ago like yeah. way before the color ham before we even had met um and i saw some huge names uh playing that stage and, and i remember kind of standing there just thinking you know one day to be able to have a show in here uh, that's that's that I'm a part of that I've written and created, you know, whether that was with mm-hmm. whoever, I, I super exciting. So that was a big year, Kev, when we landed that venue. Yeah. It was it was amazing. I remember I remember it was like yesterday, and I remember I remember the queues standing down all out the venue, all up the street, mm. round the corner, just thinking, who are they here to see? And it turned out they were there to see us, and yeah, But the thing is, we couldn't believe it, and I think no, that's. You know, we we had no money to put into the show. We didn't really do an awful lot of marketing. Social media was a thing, but it wasn't, <laughs> not, not on the level that, that it is now. Um, but what we did do, you'll remember, is we went out with bright pink chalk and drew on every pavement, every wall, every, everything, the words, the colour ham at the caves. And that's what worked, Kev. That's what worked. I think that and also you, I mean, to
1: be honest, Colin and yourself and me, we had a wee bit of an individual following, didn't we? We 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 had a bit here and there. And I, I guess that culminated in a show that ran for three years, even four years, you could argue. And... We've been to see a whole bunch of different events in that venue since, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Cave has been home to a whole bunch of different experiences over the years. Um, But that first year was super special. We were just kind of like, so energetic, so up for it, and so just—we didn't, we did we were not even bowled away that we were in one of the biggest venues. We just went for it, and we were, we were doing. Um, who, who was the, uh, who's that other three-man Irish sketch group who were across the road from us in Underbelly at the time?
0: Foyle uh, Arms and Hog.
1: Foyle Arms and Hog. A little, a little, a little hardly well-known group called foil arms and hog and i've going gone over to see their show did you come with me that night gab no or, no and i think they came over to see ours as well and they thought it was it was there was a bit of a transfer of people coming over from each of the groups to go and see uh, and i i feel that there's a bit of an influence on uh, their current material from from them having yeah. watched three other three other pretty fucking
0: hilarious <laughs>
1: on stage so um Callahan, magic comedy and mind reading for those of you who haven't met and it um, wasn't the first time you'd done The Fringe with this comedy sketch group, though. Has it, has it been, Gav? Say, it, say that again, not the first what, sorry? <coughs> it wasn't the first comedy sketch group that The Fringe you'd performed as part of.
0: This is very true. So I used to be one half of Gav and Rose. Uh Rose was uh, my best friend in the whole world from from the age of... Well, zero. Uh, we 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 grew up together from from birth. Our parents were great mates, and we grew up absolutely obsessed with Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, <coughs> and I mean properly obsessed, Kev. Like unbelievably obsessed. We would watch Vic and Bob sketches. Every day, if we got the opportunity to do so, we loved a lot of the older stuff like Monty Python as well. And then when certain movies came on the scene starring people like Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, but I'm talking like the early, early stuff, we were huge Saturday Night Live fans, the American one, of course, with your Steve Martins, who I know you're a big fan of, and your Chevy Chases, your Belushis. that, That whole era was just massive for us, but it was all sketch stuff, Kev. Um, yeah, and and it was of course we loved traditional stand up. It was all about the sketches. It was about the costumes. It was about the faces. I was also obsessed with Rick Mail. I loved the young ones. I really, really loved Bottom, um, and whilst I love Aid Edmondson in Bottom, Rick Mail was was one of my absolute heroes. It was his face, Kev, and then Jim Carrey's face. And as you know, for me, it is all about the face. Um, and I think um, me and Rose. Mate, we we started gigging uh, up in Aberdeen in our teens. Um, You know, we were putting shows on. We weren't really telling everybody what we were up to. We were writing sketches behind the scenes. You know, there was no social media in those days. It was, you know, we didn't have laptops. It was a notepad and a pen. And we were sitting when we were at college up in Aberdeen, just writing and writing and writing. And then we started getting gigs uh, and we were really different. It was really obscure. It was really off the wall. And then we decided uh, we, were gonna, we were gonna do the Fringe. Um, and we had an incredible experience because we didn't know anyone and we had nowhere to stay, we had no money, but we landed a venue. It was W.J. Christie's in the grass market and it was a 30 seater at best. And it was downstairs in the basement at three o'clock in the afternoon and we put on a free show. Um, we were able to afford 20 posters and a hundred flyers that was it and you know that that doesn't even last you a day in edinburgh and we made it last but on day one we had 11 people in the audience just from going out and handing out free tickets and we had told the audience that we had nowhere to live but part of the show one of the challenges was that you had to let us into your house and let us live for for the for the whole month and there was a young couple called grant and polly in the room and they said you know what you guys seem all right. We've got a uh, we've got spare room. Come and live with us for the month. As long as you cook and clean now and then, and do your bit, and they're still firm friends to this day. Wow! But that's the fringe for you, Kev. That is the fringe for you. It's one of those it's beautiful word. environments. Um, I don't know if it's quite like that as much nowadays, but um, it's uh, it was a great time back then.
1: Now you you still do get stories about people offering their houses to fringe acts um, that have that they've they've fallen in love with some sort of wealthy Edinburgh local who seems to have a spare flat. They don't really need to to get the income from it from renting it out extortionately, so they give it to an artist. That that does happen. That still happens. So fair play. That's really nice, and and then inviting you into their own home. <laughs> oh it was amazing. Do you know it was amazing and we yeah. just
0: we just slept in their spare room and then mm. and then we decided to take a huge huge gamble at a really young age at like 20 21 years of age. We uh we signed up for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in Australia. Bought mm. a one way ticket, headed out there 2000 end of 2001 for the 2002 festival. Um rocked up, signed up for the festival, found a venue, um mm-hmm. made some posters and sold out for a month in Melbourne, Australia and just had the most incredible experience that you could have ever at that time of your life, you know. Just want to yeah.
1: want go back a wee bit, guys, just for a sec there, because like you said that you and Roll started doing stuff. You weren't telling people what you were doing, but what what I guess was you guys were were going into comedy clubs and around Scotland or venues or like arenas where they were putting on live shows in Scotland, and you were trying out new material. You were on lineups and and shows like that. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. we we did all the we we started. Out, I think the way you probably meant to. We we did. Well, again, nowadays it's so different, isn't it, Kev? You can fire up a whole bunch of YouTube videos and make it. Um, <laughs> that, but that wasn't a thing. Um, you know, we, you, we you had, get
1: found we, out eventually, don't you?
0: Yeah, but yeah, but we we didn't have uh, we didn't have uh, that 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 option, Kev. So we we had to do the open spots, like proper old school. You're the guys that go on first for five minutes and if you're shit, you don't get asked back um we did um red raw which is the most famous mm. newbie night of course at the stand big up to the stand at the moment in the news everybody supports stand comedy clubs and every yeah. other comedy club i might add there's a um, lot but the stand have been very good to kevin i uh, over the years and big big love to them uh I, I, so yeah we we did all all the open spots kevin then eventually eventually we we were asked to maybe do like the second slot or the third slot or somebody would say we would like you to come back next next time we'll give you 50 quid next time we'll give you 75 quid and all of a sudden we were starting to get booked I, i guess rather than phoning and phoning and phoning and emailing and saying have you got any spots just give us two minutes it's all we want um and then when we took the punt on australia everybody was like what are you doing that's absolutely madness no one knows who you are you're not even established in your own country yet and we just went fuck it you you get one shot at this. Let's let's just yeah. go. And it was absolutely incredible. And actually I just want to pop pop a wee comment up here from uh from James Hannah I know James James grew up in Trun, uh as I did. Uh, and of course his comment says that actress from Neighbours loved you and Rose Gab. We 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 did a show to a whole bunch of the neighbours cast one night. And again, if you don't know what Neighbours is, Neighbours was like the biggest soap on TV when we oh, were kids. Yeah. In Australia uh, and in the UK. Yeah. And we had them in the audience. And um, uh, Kim Valentine is the, act- the, the actor's name. She she played Libby Kennedy. And we had her up on stage one night doing all sorts of bizarre stuff with us. And uh, and she talked about us and 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 got some of the cast along to see us. And. You know, eventually when we came home to Troon on the west coast of Scotland, some of the Neighbours cast were travelling and a couple of them came and, came and stayed at my mum's house. We went out for a beer in Troon with this guy from Neighbours. It made, it was the most surreal, bizarre experience. But do you know what? I, you know me, Kev. I'm a firm believer that you, you have to go out and make great stuff happen. And me and Rose at a very young age made the decision that we were going to go for it and give it all that we had. Um, and in the long run, it, it didn't work out. Uh, for that particular show and um, we had some tough times in the end however we had an absolute ball kev and, and made there yeah, there's 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 kim i don't know if uh i don't know if you'll remember her it's kim kim valentine played libby kennedy dr yeah. carl kennedy's daughter in neighbors
1: yeah she yeah, is. Like my story is quite similar so um a wee bit later than gav i did uh i did a f- i've done four tours in australia and um not the comedy festival but more of the variety there's a massive fringe style festival in adelaide called the adelaide fringe festival and and like Gav, i'd sort of done a few a few shows um solo this wasn't with uh with uh, anyone else and i decided just to write um australia is really where I'd love to go next. So I just thought I'll go to the biggest venue producers, essentially like the, the Pleasance or the Gilded Balloon in Adelaide. And uh, these these guys were called Straton and Fret, and they ran this amazing venue called The Garden. And I thought, right, I'll just approach them. Right?
0: Legendary, <laughs> and, uh, legendary.
1: If you ever go to Australia and the world actually returns to some semblance of normality, try and get to Adelaide February, March time. And it's just the most amazing festival you'll ever ever come across. And uh, I asked my agents at the time to get in touch with them. And they came back a few weeks later saying, oh, we've tried, Kevin, but... um, we just can't, we just can't make it work with you this year in Australia, sorry. And I said, well, just give me the guy's number, give me the guy's number. <laughs> I <I'll> love it. <laughs> uh, and I'll just sort of, I'll see what we can do. And Then after like a, a campaign, not too dissimilar to the one that we're running right now with Tiffany, uh, a campaign of, of uh, excitement and seduction <laughs> and attention this, <laughs> I managed to um, substitute my act, the Kevin Quantum Act. Into uh, into a slot that was meant to be occupied by some French circus troupe, who had for whatever reason had to pull out, and that gave me this opening to this amazing, like three hundred seat circusy venue in Australia called the Corona, (laughs) the Corona Theatre. Believe it or not, (laughs) yeah. and uh, that's that's where I managed to, I guess, break the the Australian break, Adelaide for for me as Kevin Quan become like one of the big big magic acts over there. And what an experience I had! Never never managed to perform to the um, cast of neighbours, but I did manage to perform to the premiere. So that's like the Nicola Sturgeon of uh, of the Adelaide. Oh uh, yeah, uh, media. yeah, yeah. He came to my show with his family. He was a big fan. Did all the TV stuff. Uh, did all the outdoor stuntsy stuff. Did the outdoor performances and the 40 degree heat is horrible for a Scottish person to do that but yeah I mean the, the only reason I got good especially in the early days 15 years ago when I started in the comedy and magic world I started off at the stand comedy club as well and they gave me um because uh when I started, I kind of dropped physics and became a magician in a very short space of time after a reality television programme. And after that had finished, after the whole television thing had died down, I needed somewhere to go and get good on stage. And that was the stand Comedy uh, Club in Edinburgh. And there was a great compere there called Bruce Devlin, uh, yeah. one of the most acid, acid-tongued, acid sharp tongued people you will ever meet. Fucking hilarious. He has the best rants ever. Uh, and he was the compere and he had this Saturday... Sunday night show. This like really quiet. Well, it's quiet at the time. It became very established later, and he he gave me open slots every Sunday night for me to come along and try and get good on stage. And I will always remember that. I'll always be very grateful for him to do that. And then, uh, so in addition to that, I get, Gavin and I with the Colour Ham a few years later, we we didn't realise this at the time, but we were going to go on to have our own residency, our own night at the Stan Comedy Club in Glasgow. And uh, I guess, like, we'll go into the the what, what how that happened, but the reason I'm bringing this up right now, and Gav touched on it earlier, is that com- Scottish comedy is in a bit of crisis right now, and there's great comedians out there, like Ray Bradshaw, like uh, like Susan Calman. Billy Kirkwood, who are flying the flag for Scottish comedy to, to people like Creative Scotland, the funding bodies that have the money to help the arts out in Scotland. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, theatre. Like the arts are struggling right now. We all know people can't congregate. They can't get together in big big numbers and, and spaces to, uh, to do comedy, to do theatre, to do all that sort of stuff. And because of that, the government has stepped in with millions of pounds to save theatre, rightly so. However, there has been pretty much... Fuck all, nothing at all given to, to lie. Well, the, the, pro-
0: the problem is comedy and magic, as you know, Kev, is not well. is not considered and, and it may, it makes me it makes me feel a bit sick every time I say this out loud, it's not considered art in the in the the official legislation. I mean we all know that comedy and magic are some of the finest arts uh, mm. on the planet. And they can I, be, they can be. Oh, yeah, or oh, mate, music can be pish, you know. Yeah. Like everything can be a shit version of art, but comedy and magic absolutely mm. should fall under that. But for that very reason, because they don't, they are not entitled to this this mm. government uh, support, and it's not okay, Kev.
1: Nah, it's not, man. It's just, it's really tough out there for for people like myself, for others who 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 have their bread and butter on the Scottish comedy circuit. They've had. They've had nothing, and even the comedy clubs as well. As soon as the and you you know about this, Gav, as an employer, but that furlough scheme, and I'm I'm not familiar with ins and out. I know that it's coming to an end, and I know that when it comes to an end, there's going to be quite a lot of pain, and a lot of that uh, somewhere like the comedy in the entertainment world, that pain is going to just wipe out the whole sector. You know, every. You just cannot open a venue with uh, with a third of the capacity. So the people that run the venues, that work behind the bars, that do the sound and lighting, the producers, the people that work in the back office, they, they won't, they're not going to have a job anymore. They're going to be uh, and, and they've not had any support either to, to keep it going. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen uh, there?
0: Well, we need to we need to support the comedy clubs. You know, they they gave us a, an amazing. Uh, Leg up if you like at a very young age, Kev. So um big big love to everybody out there who's involved, mm-hmm. not just in this, not just the Scottish comedy circuit, because I know that it's happening uh the, the, the world over. Around the world, um, yeah. But um yeah, so no listen, it is it is meant to be the fringe at the moment. So we, we do feel for everybody who's who's not had the chance to come and perform their show this year, especially Kev, those people who are going to be doing the first ever Edinburgh Fringe shows. <laughs> They had yeah. put their, their mate. They had put their life savings into that show because you know mm-hmm. how expensive it can be. They, you, know, you so few people make money at the festival, but you put your heart and soul into it. Um, and unfortunately, those people have missed out. But their time, their time will come. Their time will yeah, come,
1: man. Um, but Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I remember my first friend show. It was called uh, "Magic to No No." Hold on, tricks I've learned since being on telly. Ah, yeah, that was yeah, the
0: yeah. first one.
1: Then I followed up with "Magic to Get Girls By."
0: And right. and you
1: met your wife, did you not? I did. I did. I met Svetlana. I met my wife at the fringe.
0: Yeah, uh, whilst doing a show called Magic to, Magic get, girls to get Girls By. Girls
1: by. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the premise of that show, I think, was brilliant. Um, very, very much a sort of a two thousands show. Uh, you know, So what the idea was that the, to see if magic made you more attractive. So generally at the start of the show, I would get the audience. I was working on the show with another magician called Alan Hudson, the great magician based down, in, a, based down in, in London, I think at the moment. And we would ask the audience to give us a score from one to 10 to gauge our attractiveness at the start. <laughs> and then we'd do the show and then we'd go back to these same three girls and say, all right, now you've seen us in action. What do you give us now? Right. <laughs> Very dangerous game to play. And almost universally the score would go up. And then what the finale would be we'd aggregate the scores. So just imagine it was three, eights, eight, sixteen, twenty-four. We'd aggregate the scores. And then uh, we'd do this production of, I think we had 24 written on our boxer shorts, 24 written on our chest and and all over the, but yeah, it was a a really fun experience. And I I won't ever forget that, you know, that the whole, those early days in the fringe, they seem all quite fuzzy and black and white now in my memory, but they were such fun, such, Ah, very little pleasure. Yeah, not chasing reviewers that anyone knew as much.
0: But see, you've said something that I said earlier, you know, very little pressure. And that's the, the thing. I mean, you feel like you've got the pressure of the world on you because it's your first one. But actually looking back now, that was the best times, you know, when when there wasn't a single fuck being given. We weren't worrying about making it. We weren't worried about filling venues. We just wanted to, to do it. You just wanted to get on stage, write a show, perform a show, and have people turn up and say, that was awesome. Um yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So listen, Kev, we've got um, got a couple of comments here. Um that I would just love mm. to uh throw. I think oh actually, Kev, this is a really important one straight in from New York. There we go, Kev. Oh
1: yes, oh my god, yeah. Well have we have have we got updates, Gab? Have we got updates?
0: So well we at, well, do you know do you know what? Two weeks ago we launched a crowdfunder. Uh, to uh, raise a hundred pounds, yeah, in order to uh, go through Cameo to get Tiffany to record a message for us, basically telling herself to come on our show. And the update is that some of our lovely listeners some of them have, have have donated. donated to our crowdfunder to get Tiffany to do a show-offs invitation to herself, uh, to the however, point
1: where we are almost at twenty-five percent of our target. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are almost, and it won't take much to get us there. It won't take much to. But what what the plan was, as Gav has said, we were trying to get Tiff, we we're trying to pay Tiffany to record a message that will essentially agree to her. <laughs> <laughs> against on our podcast which is the you know probably it's we'll Jesus look back Kevin. on this in 10 years and think we're, this will we're be we'll be certainly ashamed of ourselves for doing this but we, we right now in the moment it's a great idea we're trying to get her on board with this and we need your help we really need our listeners help on this one
0: yeah no we do so we're not asking we're not asking for much we need nope. your help though it's we've kind of run out of options with tiffany well well no we haven't we've of course we've not we will get tiffany on the show um we've just not found the right way about it yet and we think we think that this is it so yeah, um we will keep reaching out. Uh, so that is that is our update, Aileen, on, on Tiffany uh, at this stage. So there it is. If you look at the screen now, those of you that are listening on the download on Spotify and uh, uh, what else have we got? Apple and Google and everything else. Um, Kev's just showing the page at the moment. So we have three supporters with a grand total. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, you said we were nearly at 25%. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were. We really are. We're almost at 25%. We're
0: just <laughs> So so we're, we're we're currently at £15. Pounds. Yeah, we uh, need your help.
1: We, we want you to be part of this whole Tiffany journey. We want your support. I mean, if, if I just scroll down here a little bit, uh, you can see exactly what you can get, the rewards here. So for that £5, pound, we will give you a shout-out, not just any shout-out, a royal shout-out during our podcast when Tiffany's on. For that £10 pounds that you give us, we will... Let you ask Tiffany a question during the live podcast if we get her. Uh, you can, you can. There's only two of these. Only two people will get to ask Tiffany a question. Everyone else, maybe, maybe you'll get the chance as well. Maybe, maybe we won't. Do it, but definitely, ten pound will guarantee you a question. Twenty pound or more. 20 pound or more we will give you not just a question not just a shout out but you will get a mention in the Tiffany cameo so whenever we have that Tiffany recorded cameo we will give you a shout out Tiffany will shout your name out in the in the script that we give her like to read out it, it
0: just simply doesn't come better than that Kev no it
1: doesn't that's the 20 pound there's only two of those there's only two only two there uh still two at the moment <laughs> only two and still two uh, and they're only 20 pounds 20 pounds and you, you have been a video you can
0: use for posterity yeah i predict they'll be gone by the end of the show if i'm being honest kev i think it's it's just it's too good to be true um mm. kev uh me i think we need to play a game we're running out of time oh mate it's at that time already we need to play a game and then we've got someone i've got an announcement about our guests next week uh what Mate, we're we're uh, we're going to play word or not a word. So let's uh, let's get the screen back to normal. Let's take word
1: everybody sing along.
0: Everybody sing along. Finish it, Word or not a word?
1: Overwhelms.
0: Oh, no, sorry, that's not the word. That's just the word willies on the screen. On the okay. words.
1: Okay. The willies. Willies. willies.
0: Right, okay, Kev. Here we go. So everybody on the comments, please, every single person that's listening live, we need you to join in, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. The word, that, quick, quick, uh, back to the game. I'll put a word on the screen and you simply drop into the comments word mm-hmm. or not a word. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the
1: word. So, hard, so far, I've only ever had one right. I've yeah. only ever guessed one right, and the rest have gotten wrong. Gav's had me every single time with this.
0: And, and this is episode eight, so Kev, maybe it'll be <laughs> eighth time lucky for you. Let's go, Kev. Foot wrists. <laughs> this
1: sounds like a really bad Patrick Swayze movie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Kevin Bacon. Foot wrists, foot wrists.
0: <laughs> Check out your footy wrists. Kevin Bacon and Patrick Swayze foot wrists. Foot wrists. <laughs> it, was the, it was the follow-up. It was when they did a follow-up to backdraft. Yeah. All right, I love it. I love foot wrists. Uh, this so, is a, I mean,
1: I, I, so I'm going to say, and I normally don't say this, but I'm going to say, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to say, yes, it's a word.
0: Okay, so Kev's saying it's a word. James yeah, is so saying I, it's a word.
1: And what I think uh, it means is... It's another. It's it's probably for that bit just above your ankles.
0: So, you know? okay. So here's here's the. Um, well, you can have singular, so it could be foot, wrist, or that bit there. You know, that bit just above your ankle. Okay. No, I, I yeah. I mean, I could visualise the bit above my ankle. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, so, right, hang on, look, just, so, Savannah so says no, Graham says no, Rachel says no, Stephen says no, DG says no, Lewis says yes, Um, Gail yes, says Chris. yes, Um, and James says hand ankles. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Aileen's asking, is it like an ankle? So, here goes, right, so let's go on the, like, we'll go with a singular version to begin with, right, so, Here's a sentence with it in. So I was running along the road the other day and the pavement was uneven and I went over on my foot wrist, okay? Or um, it could be, um, I was lying on the ground and somebody cycled over the area just above my feet and I broke my foot wrists. So basically, a foot wrist is an ankle. Oh, it is an ankle. Yeah, is that, is it's not the bit it? of...
1: So it's a
0: word? Well, that's what you have to decide. I tell you a story, you decide. You, you know the rules, Kev. All
1: right, I thought, I mean, isn't that, though, just what I said, that that's what... Okay, okay, I see, right. So you you just put that in a, in a sentence now. You've, yeah, you've yeah, added yeah. this got sentence thing to the whole yeah <laughs> that's, the, that's the game. I do it every week. Is that what you do? All right, okay. Yeah. Okay, Kev, let's play your game. Um. Yeah, so... I still think that's true because pretty much that's what I said. I said it was a foot wrist. You know, uh, just a little interesting fact here. You know how we have a word for fingers and a word for toes? Mm-hmm. In Russian, they only have a word for fingers. And they use that same word
0: for toes. <laughs> and do you know the funny thing about that word, Kev? Because I actually know what word it is. Uh, it's willies. <laughs> Willy... Yeah, really. Yeah, in uh, Russia, the word for fingers and toes is willies. So when you go to the doctor and you've got a staved foot, they go, wiggle your willies. <laughs> uh, right, okay, Kev, let's uh, let's come back to the game. Um, foot foot wrists. Wrists. So we uh, have so a whole we'll yeah, lots think- of people, of people um, uh, joining in. There's now people making up their own. Uh, Words like my cousin Aileen in New York says that she wears a watch on her hand ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here we go, folks. Uh, Okay, Svetlana's getting cross with me. Right. Okay. (laughs) Foot wrists is not a word. Oh, no. Not again got you kev what i can tell you though is that uh, so my daughter is nine and i can tell you that uh, about five or six years ago she referred to her ankles as foot wrists and i just love it <laughs> and i just we remembered the story today and i thought that's what we're using on the show tonight yeah. oh it's a good
1: one mate so, it's a good one i think we could all yeah, use thanks, that man we could yeah, no. i think it, we we should maybe try and one of our little uh, overarching goals is to try and take one of these made up words and make them a word. You know, if we if we start hmm. like a social media campaign with the word foot or, or something like that, we could we could try and take that and roll with it and then get it into the dictionary. You yeah, know, that would be an amazing thing. Mate, to do. Let's
0: let's start a crowdfunder.
1: Yeah. That's- <laughs> true, exact. Mate,
0: let's, let's get Tiffany, Tiffany to use the word foot <laughs> Yes!
1: Everybody put your foot in the air. Right. I, I think for next week, what you should do is you should start writing the script now. I think if people see the script that you're writing, we'll leave little placeholders for people that, that pay the big bucks, the 20 quid, for their shout-outs. But we need to get that message to Tiffany now. I want to see a first draft it's your responsibility yeah, okay. to get that done. i will show that to, and i think once people see that we can't <laughs> read in the chat we will get um we will get uh, we'll get more people involved we'll get more people up for us. So i mean we've got 14 like 40 at least 14 people you
0: know <laughs> watching us right now <laughs> mate you've got to remember that's that it, they use that what number just to save space it's done in the thousands Oh, of course, yeah. Fourteen thousand yeah. or so people are watching right now. Yeah, I yeah. forgot there's a key. I mean, the fact, the fact that the fact that there's only fourteen people leaving comments is not, is not the point.
1: No, no, it's a lot. I mean, there's more than that. Um, so okay, yeah. Let's try and get, let's try and get Tiffany on the show. Let's try and get foot risks uh, into the dictionary, and uh, we've obviously got our big three guests from
0: last week as well. Yeah, mate. Uh, I love this comment here. My dad forgot the word for watching, called his wrist clock. Mm. <laughs> Brilliant. Kev, listen, we need to talk about next week. Um, oh, yeah, of you've, course. You've just, you, you, you've, you've just mentioned there, uh, you know, about uh, guests and stuff. So, mate, we were talking about Legends of the Fringe earlier on, and in the same mm-hmm. sentence as Flight of the Concords, who are one of the biggest acts in the world. I saw, I watched them every single day for a month when I worked at the caves um, the year that they made it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not them uh that we've got on the show but on the same stage in the big caves that the color went on to play for a few years running the very same year there was an another act on called slaughterhouse live and um the the strap line of their show kev went like on the posters went as follows so wrong it's right uh and it it was one of the most offensive (laughs) Uh, crazy, disgusting, ridiculous, hilarious, surreal shows I've ever seen in my life, and they actually not only not only are they legends of the comedy world, um, and and hugely recognised names in their own right as individuals, as well as uh, I mean, mate, one I don't know if you know this, one of them's actually a stuntman, and he was in the Batman movies and stuff like this. His specialities are falling from horses and trees. That's his job. That's tremendous. Um, but their show is absolutely incredible. They started out as a five piece, uh, then became a four-piece, then a three-piece, occasionally four now and then. But uh, mate, we've got Slaughterhouse Live on the show next week. They're all coming on.
1: I know I'm so excited. Um I went onto YouTube earlier on when Gav told me that we managed to get them. And they released nine years ago um <clears throat> Fringe Diary. Which I have had a lot of fun watching over the last few hours. Uh, I think I'm at day five now. They're like a whole bunch of videos they made that they that whole fringe vibe that Gav and I were talking about earlier. That the ups and the downs of the fringe. That's that's what's encapsulated this yeah <laughs> this uh, this fringe video. So if you want to well, get up to speed with them, if you've never heard of them before, because Gav's I've never seen them live before. Yeah, I've never seen yeah, them live. Before.
0: Yeah, well, they, they actually the 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 um uh, was it our second year? There was three nights we mm-hmm. couldn't do in the run, do you remember? And they actually took the slot for those three nights. Um, and for some reason, you weren't able to come and see it. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. the um, I would say to everybody that's listening, if you go onto YouTube, search for Slaughterhouse Live Truth Prism. Um, and it's actually an award-winning, uh, well, it's a, it's a mockumentary, um, it's a comedy sketch, but it's an award-winning comedy sketch that they made all about um, – I'm trying to remember the name of the syndrome. It's like paradilaxical syndrome or something. And it's all about people who over or underestimate the the lengths of their arms. Uh, and uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So Slaughterhouse Live, Truth Prism. That's what you need to watch ahead of next week's show. But we are going to have – and, and actually, one of them as well as currently, currently uh, in the same series of Britain's Got Talent as Kevis. So actually, some of you will recognise Steve Royal when he comes on the show next week from Britain's Got yeah. Talent. Some of you will uh, recognise Gary Morris from his uh, own stand-up, but also with Slaughterhouse Live. Um, and uh, Martin will be on as well. Maybe will, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how many. But we're going to have at least two of them on next week and they are going to bring an, a ridiculous amount of craziness to the show and Steve's the one that can juggle with his mouth he juggles oh, ping pong he... balls with his mouth we'll get him we'll try and get him doing that on the See show
1: the one, did he do a, a show for uh, Bill Clinton a few years ago is he like Clinton's jester uh...
0: no,
1: listen um, just on the subject of BGT um, you probably know if you've watched the post before um, Empire Britain's Got Talent this year and um, <clears throat> we did the first round months ago and because of Covid everything's been kicked back but this Sunday they are announcing the list of people who have made it through to the semi-finals so uh, officially officially, I'm not sure uh, if I have or have not made the semi-finals yet so if you want to know if I have made the fin- semi-finals and I may have done then you should uh, watch BGT this Sunday on British television. You can find out a bit more about that. Also, can I just just do a little shout out as well on the the sort of subject of live entertainment? There's a show up in Perth just now called Revival. It's a drive-in variety show that's happening in Perth. If you want to go and support live entertainment in Scotland, have a look for Perth Revival Show online. It's a great little... Uh, I think it's the first entertainment, first live variety show in Scotland in about six months. So uh, well worth supporting that. So I just want to do a little shout out for the girls that are organising that, Rosie Gold Productions.
0: Nice, nice. Sounds, uh, sounds, uh, sounds like a, just something the world <laughs> needs. To be honest, Kev, it's nice yeah. to know that there's actually going to be some, some more uh, different uh, live entertainment uh, going on. Um, right. Kev, uh, it's going to be amazing next week. Mm. We're going to have a crazy show. We are hopefully going to have a successful crowdfunding campaign. Yes, done, do the crowdfunding, complete. Funding. Let's do that. Um, please, everybody, jump in. Uh, give us, yeah, give us your help with that. Let's get Tiffany on this show. I'd also like to y'all to know that I reached out to Trevor and Simon this week.
1: Oh, legends!
0: And do you know what their agent said?
1: Their agent said
0: no they, they said no they what? said no yeah they said no then um, but i'm going to i've got another another route there so if any of you know trevor and simon personally please encourage them to get on the show i also sent uh uh Hi, alex, alex winters uh, a message today i don't know if you know who that is um he's uh, bill from bill and ted uh, the new bit <sighs> They knew, oh. I saw him on Twitter. I thought, I'm going to take my chance, Kev, and send him a message and tell him to bring his mate Death in uh, Keanu, if he, if he wants, of course, whoever he is. Because, uh, of course, there are new films coming out, Kev, uh, and I am more excited than anyone else in the world for Bill & Ted 3 that's coming out, uh, I believe.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. yeah. yes.
0: bring Olivia. Oh, no, I'm not coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you um, to this. Years time and think, what? Well, sure.
0: listen, we've got uh, times up. So, Kev, uh, big love to you and the family, mate. It's great to see you, and uh, a huge thank you to everybody that's tuned in tonight. And please remember, Crowdfunder. Next week, we've got guests, and remember to download the podcast on Google and Spotify and Apple and all the other platforms. Please, please, Absolutely. please share share the link for tonight's show. Tell everybody. Uh, to tune in next week. It's going to be massive. We love you. Over to Kevin.
1: I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. Living on my heart is the only sound. Boop 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 boop, 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 boop. All together. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> try it as far as me okay that's us see ya (laughs) (laughs) potatoes